Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. Hello, everyone. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. And oh my gosh, I wish you could have heard the stuff we talked about before we started this podcast. We're having a blast today. We have an incredible guest. But before we introduce her, I want to introduce my lovely co-host, Miss Tricia Stetzel. Thank you, Colton. I thought you forgot about me. Like I was almost sad you were going to introduce our guest without introducing me first. Hey everyone, Trisha Stetzel here, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions, and I am super excited, as Colton said, about our guest today, Miss Kristen Day. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a consultant for a small for small businesses with focus on their online presence using search engine optimization. Yes, that is a long word. SEO for those of you who know what that means. Paid advertising on Google. PPC or pay-per-click, blogging, website, readability and development, email marketing, as well as training small businesses in the same. Kristen Day with A Visual Business, welcome to the show. I am so excited as Colton (laughs) and Trisha said, I'm so excited. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's yeah, we're, we're glad it. to have you. We're going to get it. All right. We're going to jump right in because you're an expert in your field. You've been doing this for a little while. So we want to make sure we take up all the time with questions. All right. Because again, we're both pretty sarcastic. So we could spend a lot of time just picking on each other, but we're not going to sadly. That's after the show. So Aww. let me jump in. <laughs> <laughs> let me jump in with the first question here. So Kristen, I know that you are a big advocate for PPC, also known as pay per click. Now here it doesn't work. Um, Can you kind of shed some light on that for me? Well, hey, those people that told you that it doesn't work, can you please send them my way so I can show them how it's done correctly? Because it actually works. (laughs) Sorry, let me me rephrase that. I heard it's very popular with you. Can you please explain how PPC works? (laughs) It is very popular. So on the search engine results page on Google, for example, you have your 10 organic listings and your 10 paid listings. So pay-per-click is just that. You pay for that click. So you pay to be on page one versus organic where you have to do the the SEO mojo, behind the scenes, ninja magic, Fuji, whatever stuff you want to call it to make your rankings show up, uh, your your website to show up in the rankings for that. So it is an amazing tool for a lot of businesses. Some course, if you don't have the right kind of budget, it's not going to, it's not going to work for you if you don't put enough money into it. So if you have a, a plumber say that they're paying $20 for a click and your, and your budget's $200, you're going to get like two clicks, you know, and it's not going to be beneficial. So you need to make sure that you have the right budget for that industry. So Kristen, it sounds like you're the person or somebody in your field to be the exact person to talk to if someone were looking to do some online marketing. Absolutely. And just to to go back to your original comment, Colton, about pay-per-click not working, I did have a client who uh, ran drone services tell me that he uh, wasn't working. And so we did SEO for him for a while. And then I said, can I I touch on this uh, pay-per-click thing again? And he says, well, it doesn't work. Let me see what you've done. Because he did it in the past, right? The business owner. 
And um, I looked at it and so he ran ads for the keyword Scarlet uh, because it is a type of drone evidently. And for the words 2D and 3D, which he does 2D and 3D mapping, but he only used that word as a broad match. So that means that pretty much anytime somebody types in Scarlet, like say Johansson, that his ads would show up. And because sometimes people are not really all that together, they might still click on that. So it failed miserably because he didn't know what he was doing. And in all, you know, all due respect, his job is, is a drone pilot. It's not a paid advertiser such as myself. So that's why we kind of leave it to the professionals. You know, like anybody can be a financial planner, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and just clear the air here because before the show, before we got started, uh, me and Chris were messing around. I told her that PPC doesn't work jokingly. And so I brought it out in the show and now I'm paying for it. So no, I know it works and you do a great job at it. I just had to give you a hard time. And actually it does, does take a few licenses and stuff to be a financial advisor. So just letting you know, clearing the air there as well. Please continue. But I'm sure it's a really easy test. Oh my gosh. All right. Next question here. Let's talk about SEO. You did bring that up. So SEO search engine optimization. Um, you say that that is also a big um, hot ticket item for a lot of people who are looking to market and really show up um, in searches. Can you kind of go into more detail of what SEO is and how that works um, from a marketing standpoint? Sure. Search engine optimization, just like you said, is basically optimizing a website and the internet because you have more than just your website, like social media, listings, et cetera. So you're optimizing the web, the internet to, for your website and optimizing your website for Google. But you're not just doing it for Google, you're doing it for the consumer. Um, because the easier it is, for example, to read somebody's website, the easier it is to navigate, the better chances you're gonna have to show up and search because Google wants to provide their consumers, which are the searchers, with the best performance for their job. So what we have to do as search engine optimization marketers is provide, um, go onto a website and do certain things that we can do as changing meta tags, adding valuable content and et cetera, um, optimizing those things to make them more appealing to Google, which at the same time is more appealing to the consumer to provide them what they're looking for in order to show up better in the rankings. So it's kind of a trickle down theory. So you, you need to make sure that you're optimizing your website for the consumers, not trying to play tricks so that Google ranks you higher. Cause that may work for a period of time, but then eventually Google's gonna, of course, figure it out and change, you know, the algorithm that nobody knows about and then you're screwed. So you gotta start all over. Well, because that algorithm changes all the time, right? To keep us guessing, Absolutely. which is exactly why we need somebody like you on our side. So Kristen and I uh, had a conversation mm, earlier this week or last week about blogs, right? And basically what I've been doing and what I thought was right was using information from other blogs or texts from other places. I was giving credit, of course, but putting that on my website. So Kristen, can you talk about how that really isn't great for SEO? So using, reiterating, well, let me rephrase. Um, taking somebody else's content and using it as your own and, and sourcing it, you know, so you're not trying to say, hey, this is me saying that. It's not necessarily a bad thing as long as you're doing it in smaller versions of it. So if you're trying to provide an article or a concept to your consumers, uh, uh, like say about disc, 
you're going to use a lot of the same words anyway. But let's say, you know, for example, in your, your business coaching, you're, you have to use the exact same words because you're using the same words <laughs> without, you know. Um, so you can use the same as it, you're resourcing it, but you don't want to make your whole website about copying other people. So Google is going to see that you're duplicating your content on a regular basis. So what, how are you any better than the next business coach if basically you have all the same content as everyone else? Which kind of goes into the same thing as if you have a business um, like an MLM or um, any kind of templated website, you're never going to set yourself apart because you're always going to have the same content. So you need to be valuable to your consumers. You can be valuable to your consumers by providing the same information, maybe spun or the same exact information. But if you want to show up and search for new consumers, you're still going to want to provide um, other valuable information. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. So if you're in a franchised business, it might be a little more difficult to provide different information or value right to your client without doing some different things than what you're given as a franchisee. Right. And exactly. And you think about it, quite honestly, if you look at the whole internet as a whole and all the industries that are out there, when we're saying things, we're not saying anything really that new. We're just saying it in a different voice, hopefully. So I may tell somebody about SEO you, you could have talked to a hundred different other SEO people and they may have had the same kind of information and the same general information, but all in all, we're saying the same things, but just maybe explaining it a different way or putting it out there in a different way that may be more valuable to our consumers because we know that we only deal with this type of client or, or whatever. Right. Makes sense. Well, and we should all be out there proving ourselves as the experts, right? And not necessarily just resting on the laurels of other people's knowledge. Absolutely. And it's all too, again, you know, how you tell your story. I mean, I always say when you go to networking or different things where there's lots of different people that do the same thing, yes, you're trying to sell your service, but you're really selling you. So it's how you, how you present that information I've been told that I explain SEO in a really understandable way and, and usually taking that, bringing it to bite-sized pieces instead of, okay, here's SEO in a whole. Now, do you understand it? And you're like, crystal clear, right? But now, okay, what about keywords? And you're like, okay, I don't get that. That wasn't in that muddy water. So it's um, about breaking it down in little bite-sized pieces and taking what you can and going with it and, you know, whatever works for your audience. Okay, and so what do you say to those people who think – um, no matter how knowledgeable they are, they can do this themselves. They can build their own website. They can do their own SEO. They can uh, do their own pay-per-click. I know you kind of gave an example earlier, but what do you say to those kind of people that think that they can handle it on top of their full-time job? Well, you know, you, you, get, you get what you pay for, for one. Um, time is money. That was actually one of my first blogs that I wrote. Sure, I could change the oil in my car. Now, I'm not a mechanically inclined person, but I could search YouTube and I could figure out how to do it. And it may take me a couple hours to do it because <laughs> I'm not mechanically inclined. I could figure it out, right? Because I'm a smart person. But now if I take that three hours, um, two hours that I, that I was taking to change the oil on my car and I actually uh, spent that time building my business or working on client work, I can make, you know, 60 to $150 an hour versus paying somebody $60 <laughs> to do it and, you know, whatever, half an hour. So you have to remember to spend your time where your time is most well spent and to spend your money where you, you know, where you make, you know what I mean? 
So um, I would say, hey, if that, you know, if that works for you, I've got um, do-it-yourself stuff. I've got great blogs to follow. If, if that's for you, by all means, go for it. Or if you're just, you know, starting out a new business, you've got zero funds, maybe that's the way you want to start. But just remember when you're building your own website, maybe ask somebody that knows something about it to give you a head start just so that you're not recreating everything all over and maybe you're able to just change the theme and add some more fluff because all that time and money you spend is going to be wasted if you have to start all over. And going back to your oil example, I mean, you only have to change your oil twice a year, right? Whereas SEO, pay-per-click, your website, you're having to keep up to date weekly. So you're talking about hours upon hours trying to do it yourself whenever you could, like you said, pay someone to to take care of it. Um, No, that's, yeah, that's great. So if we take this, pardon me, if we take this, Kristen, to some place where we can bridge the gap, I feel like even generationally, right? uh, I'm a little older than Colton, as our listeners know. Thank you, Colton. Uh, But not by much, only just a little bit. But for me, all of this pay-per-click and SEO and website and all of that stuff, I don't, honestly, I just don't even want to know. Have I band-aided stuff along the way? Yes, I have absolutely done that. I've read, you know, I can watch YouTube and all of those things, but I just don't get into any of that. Do you find generationally that you have different conversations with younger business owners than you do with people that are older business owners? That's interesting too, because I've been networking and I'm speaking to a lot of younger people and I'm asking them what their niche are and who, who they're targeting and and I was talking to them about their websites and, and different things. And I, I just, it is interesting to see that they're learning quickly, quick, quickly on the fact that they need to be in that space. They may not profess to know it all. Um, and they see that there's value in that. But I think we, they all have the same problem. We have the problem that we need a service. We don't know how to split, you know, the wearing of the hats financially, the budget, you have to find a happy medium. And I think we all struggle from that, whether you're just starting a business or you're 20 years in, you're still going to have that struggle. I will say the time that I saw the biggest gap was when I was doing social media in my business earlier on, I learned that it was not a love factor. It was like a need to get rid of factor. And I had a lot of, um, even the, the um, millennials and the Gen X's, Still, it's kind of like, I can do social media. I do it for fun all the time. Not a problem. I'm like, there's a difference. Running your, running your Facebook page versus running your Instagram, they're, they're definitely a lot different than running your business. So I really think that we all have the same problem. I mean, maybe they might be getting to the point that they need to get on it quicker, but because they might have a budget issue is going to be their problem. Um, millennials versus say maybe a Gen Xer and not always the case either. I guess it just depends on when did you start this business, where your family is, where your children are, what your goals are. So I think we all struggle from the same problems, just maybe different times. No, that's great information. And now total, and I did not prep you for this. So Kristen, totally random question here. Um, If you were a Disney princess, which one would you be and why? Uh, Zena isn't a, isn't a Disney princess, is she? But that would be me. Don't even know who the heck that is. So let's try this again. Pick an actual Disney princess. (laughs) She wants to be a warrior, not a princess, Colton. Well, well, who's a warrior princess? Choose one of them. You got to answer the question. Zena. Look up Zena. Okay. You know, like Hercules and Zena. Come on. I'm a Disney princess though. Okay, Wonder Woman. Look, that's not a Disney princess. I'll give it to you because obviously you're not going to budge. 
Um, I guess you can look at those guns. I guess, hey, but that, that, that gives people confidence knowing that, hey, if they work with you, that you're not going to budge. You're going to make sure that they're taken care of. So, all right, way to, way to market yourself. Uh, uh, so, hey, at this time, I think uh, Trisha has a few questions for you now. I do. So, Kristen, if you don't mind divulging to our audience, because they can't see us. We're all young here. Uh, what, gen- <laughs> what generation are you part of? Well, I'm still 38 with a couple of years of experience. So I think that still puts me out as a Gen Xer. <laughs> yes. See, Colton, I'm winning. All right. Do you, Kristen, do you feel like you um, identify with other, another generation, younger or older, or do you kind of fit in with the X-Geners? I do think that I still fit in with my generation. Um, it's just, uh, so I moved to Houston from Virginia seven years ago, tried to get a job in Houston, they wanted the young millennials coming fresh out of school. And here I am, loyalty. I've raised a family. I have, you know, I have a good work ethic. And I'm not saying that all millennials don't do that, but I am seeing a different characteristic with a, 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 a large population of millennials and younger. And as raising children, I have a child that's 21 now and another that's 24. And a lot of their friends and college students, you know, that they go to school with, I'm thinking, this, this is a crazy, this is crazy. I'm just saying, let's leave it at that. <laughs> I will say one thing about millennials, maybe not Colton, but millennials serve with a purpose. And I think that's really cool. They serve differently than x Jenners, Absolutely. But they always serve with a purpose. And Colton, I, I love you. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not I'll, trying to diss millennials. I'll, by no means. I'll hug you like my son. It's okay. <laughs> Don't cry. For the record, I do start with the purpose. I want to make sure that that's the record's clear that I do that. That's, that. Yes, that's my business model. There is so much love on this call today. Kristen, we have had so much fun with you. Thank you for joining us. So in closing, would you please, again, tell us the name of your business and how people may contact you if they're interested in knowing more. And please make sure that you spell it so that uh, those that are listening can write it down. Sure. It is Kristen Day of A Visual Business. So you find A, the first letter of the alphabet, visual that you see with your eyes, business, you know, business, because we're here for business.com. And I have all of my social media profiles there, as well as a contact form. And I believe for you having show notes, there's actually a couple of freebies that you can download and a paid offer if you really, really, really want to do it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And Kristen, I'll be sure and post those in uh, when we put this podcast out. I'll put those in the comments below so that people can grab those out of there. And by the way, folks, it's Kristen with a K, just so you know, don't miss that. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cockrell with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.